0: Yeah, so, a little review of my first bigger event coffee thing. Uh, right now I'm having a... Um, it's a Bolivia State by Cafe Creole, which is pretty good. So, there's that. Um, yes, biggest takeaway would be... Um set up time and packing time, just you know, getting all the coffee and stuff packed up, and then also unpacking it, then setting up at venue, and then actually electric line. Because the party was outside, uh, thankfully, uh, the host supplied us with a party line, not a par- electric line for the party. Um, but the party or event started later in the day, 6.30, so that is kind of late honestly for coffee consumption right it it can mess with your sleep at that point which i did encounter um but good to know easy fix in terms of equipment could focus a little heavier on cold brew and just mixing it with milk and stuff for lattes um you know it's kind of an additional coffee offering on top of alcohol and all that other stuff so Good to know. Uh, I am foraying into the Instagram and the, I guess the Facebook for some sort of something, I don't know. Just want to share with you guys um, all the good stuff, coffee, you know, pictures of cool stuff in nature, right, enjoying coffee and nice sunrise or nice view of a, say like Port Jeff, for example, which I've really enjoyed a few times now, uh, as well as just whatever, right? You make coffee as you need fit. Uh, AeroPress can help you be a little more flexible in where you and when you make coffee. You don't need a huge setup, you just need a pre ground. Um, hmm. I did try something new. I, I did did uh, make a little theme to the coffees, and uh, it was a Gatsby themed uh, event, so they were. Um, sort of following the story behind some of those characters, as well as the, the food pairings, which were uh, some cookies and then a cannoli dip with carrots. I know, I know, not cannoli shell. I'm trying to be slightly healthy, um, but can't uh, be eating too many carbs. If you're gonna be eating the cannoli dip, we'll save some of the uh, the carrots so you can enjoy more dip. Yeah, so it was fun. It was a, a nice opportunity to share coffee with people, kind of chat up with them, share some stories, learn some stories. You know me, coffee anytime, anywhere. Um, yes, yeah, so the this cafe creole is pretty good. Basic, kind of hazelnutty-ish coffee, some acidity. Pretty, pretty. Uh, I'd say fairly standard-ish um my um friend the host had like some blonde coffee that um i did try it was as expected blonde a point of learning actually is if right you're making your own coffee and you you know you're switching the grinder Uh, that kind of threw me off a little bit my friend is a totally different grinder than myself um right you can see also you know look up which setting is the correct one for your brew method um, but right different machine kind of different feel different vibes I um, think that was also a take away from serving coffee in a more energetic setting right um my let's see how can shall i put this my takeaway is that really you can all of the senses are involved in creating experiences memories whatever whatever that is to you so i think definitely something i'm going to be paying more attention to just in terms of right the coffee with you know where when with music not music visual not visual you know, the engagement with you know, people. Uh, this all kind of adds to the the overall experience, right? And I definitely took some notes on just sort of event stuff, just seeing how um, everything kind of flowed, and you know, just what to watch out for, how to right be creating those best moments, um, to nurture people's uh, human spirit and all that. You know, good jazz. Um, funnily enough, it worked uh, pretty nicely outside, even without like a, a designated table. Uh, that was one one thing I did not <laughs> look into enough. I should have brought a table, but I know for next time, I have a little more space for um, serving the coffee and all that you know, all that good stuff. Haven't made any plans to visit any coffee things yet, but I would recommend probably the roastery soon to people as well. Uh, they always have decent coffees there. Uh, a new quarter is coming up for, for the Bucks. Uh, if you haven't noticed, the uh, pumpkin is already out at the Dunkin' uh, Starbucks. Will follow suit on, I believe, the 30th, so all that full offering stuff. It's kind of weird how. Pumpkin is just this, like, thing. Like, in terms of coffee, it's not, you know, it's, you know, yeah, it's more the spices they add to it, and, you know, the syrup, it's not like a coffee thing, it's just like this full flavor offering, so that is curious. Different, something to take note of, Uh, we can see where that leads us, and where... So incoming in the next week or so ish mm, I guess the other other lesson here is um, or ideas because I, I read the gate I read reread the Great Gatsby for the event. Yeah, that was only that was a hundred years ago, the Gatsby Times of the growing 20s and all the debauchery and crazy crap from those times. They'd mentioned coffee and tea in the book a little bit, and that made me sort of look into how they served coffee back then, and right, where coffee was 100 years ago. Right, obviously, you know, they were kind of rich people, right? Coffee was a thing. Um, as well as tea, obviously, tea is kind of, I think, more traditionally, you know, kind of a bigger custom thing, because from Britain to the US, There's that kind of thing. I mean, now, right, coffee has kind of made its way into our lives. Um, But, you know, if you kind of look back and just it's interesting to think that, right, there was a different time, like even 100 years ago. And like, you know, East and West Egg, you know, the Great Neck-ish area of um, New York before, Long Island before um, the current time. That's definitely a curious thing. You know, with the bootlegging and all the you know, stuff as well. Uh, so, I actually, you know, it's definitely a curious thing to think, you know, what did coffee taste like then? Uh, right, or like, compared to, let's say, coffee in Japan, right, we're talking coffee shops uh, were, right, Japan opened in like late 1800s, so, you know, World War One, World War II and all that, and coffee was coming in. Imports were banned during World War II. So there was a time that there was no coffee in Japan. So there you have it your random coffee facts Um, So that's an interesting thing right if you think okay, so Japan didn't have quote Western stuff Right, especially coffee and then after the war the coffee culture kind of just caught on and started just being a place where you know It was like quote a Western place. You would you know do Western stuff, you know coffee and whatever And now there's just tons of different coffee companies that are serving coffee and even more small mom-and-pop shops that are paying more attention to the the craft of coffee and giving that experience as we've talked about. So that's just another curious observation, right? If you just look at the world and how things change or not change in uh, short times, so I would be curious, like, right, if, you know, if, if time travel was a thing to, you know, time travel to different eras and see what the, the things that we taste now and if they tasted very different, maybe not so different. Um, because that's, I mean, or is it all just the same? We're all human, you know, where we think we're all different with our different jobs or different cultures, different languages, but we're all kind of just doing the same thing. Right. If you think of coffee, right? I, if I make you coffee, it doesn't matter who you are, how rich or poor you are. Um, right. Just being a good human, you're making good coffee for you to enjoy with a little snack. Right. Whether you're homeless or you're living in a mansion, not the Japanese mansion. Japanese mansion is. I I, I did a little joke on you that probably went above your heads. But if you know Japan, an apartment is called a mansion. So ha ha. It's. Jokey, Joe Clavi. Um, yes, my foray into the comedy scene is uh, still still coming along for you. So, I have my jokes. Not my best work, but coffee's been pretty good recently. I've got another a pour-over equipment from Starbucks. One of the more ones we kind of let sit and it'll not automatically, but it'll drip at a rate that is similar to doing it by hand. I do not have a gooseneck kettle yet. I know, I know. Um, the gooseneck kettle lets you just have a better control of the pouring, time, and all that. Uh, case in point, a host of the party had a gooseneck kettle. Only issue with gooseneck kettles, and I've noticed that I've used the same kettle a few times uh, when visiting, is the pouring is significantly slower. Significantly. Not enough, but like if you're not mindful of it, it will start to kind of you know pour out of the top where you... You know, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. And that does make me think, if I were to have a, a uh, clave, what's the word? What, what could the clave, um alliteration here? Um, estate, as it were. How much quality equipment would I have? Great question. How much quality equipment should you have? Honestly, I, I would just suggest AeroPress, maybe a pour-over, uh, slash like Chemex. And then, uh, this is maybe a bit excessive, but I would definitely recommend a grinder. I, th- I think just guaranteeing the freshness of the bean is more important than not having the equipment. If coffee is important for you, right? If if you kind of just drink your coffee and you're just like, whatever. Like, yeah, you have your coffee machine. You have a pre-ground. ready Because you're, if you're going to drink it fast, anyway, it doesn't really matter. But if it is to your... You know, coffee is important to you, definitely something to be mindful of. Um, you could do mocha pot. It's, you know, you need the finer grain grind uh, for the espresso style. Uh, and that's, I you think, know, an option. French press, always good, very different. Um, I think I have to maybe do a video for you guys somehow just to show you how I do uh, French press. Um, I do like to use French press, like, to demonstrate the differences in, like, grind size as well as preparation, right? They're two, you know, vastly different ways. If you compare, let's say, like, pour over, right, which is more like a, like, I would say standard grind, uh, and then French press, which, right, it's a little coarser, you let it sit and all that good stuff. So... Honestly, it really just comes down to what you prefer and how much coffee you're making. Like, if you're constantly entertaining people, like, definitely kind of cool to have a French press. You can make large enough volumes. Um, I'm not often entertaining enough coffee drinkers to make that, but could change. Uh, Interesting enough, like, I have – Starbucks used to offer, I think, a French press option. I don't think any more – as, like, sort of a buy-in thing. Because uh, you can definitely see in mom-and-pop uh, shops that they have, like, pour-over options, which is um, something I, I do note and I've talked about. Um, I think it's definitely an interesting opportunity for a place to maybe do French press. It's kind of just different. You know, that could be could be something you do for... And it's also very easy, right? French press, like compared to like any pour over technique or AeroPress or whatever, you can just grind it, let it sit for four minutes. Then four minutes later, like you're technically good to go. Right. So like in a pinch, you could just make like, right. Two, three French presses and cool. Like you're good. Um, coffee will taste fine. Um, but, um, yeah, you can kind of just see how it goes. and Right then, the only, only thing you have to remember is to make sure it's ground to the right uh, setting. But, yeah, my notes overall from the event, uh, I had a good time. Uh, got to you know, share coffee in a different way. And I'll keep sharing coffee until, um, until uh, my time comes, whenever that is. So, uh, Mo Chihari also was there. He helped uh, set up, uh, serve some coffee. And uh, the fresh cookies was also pro play, pro play, just, uh, that's one one takeaway I'm gonna definitely save. If you're pairing food, especially things that can be warm versus not, oof, yes, the, um, just fresh baked whatever, it, wow, what a difference. Cannoli dip was also very, very solid. Uh, it was homemade. Um, Nothing too crazy. You just Google it and you basically are just like, wow, this takes 10 minutes. Uh, you could buy the shells of sorts or whatever. Honestly, you could probably just even use like chips. I used carrots for, you know, healthiness. Uh, but definitely pairs nice with, right, a more of a full-bodied coffee. You know, maybe something, maybe a little bit nutty. Um, right? Because it has the ricotta cheese as well as uh cream cheese so right pairing that is like kind of like you're adding milk to the coffee so you're kind of natural natural naturally (laughs) complementing the the taste and flavor so just something to to be aware of like you could definitely pair coffee with cheese i've done that like only as like as a joke like with my parents when they're having wine be like oh have some coffee see how it tastes and it's not bad Um, unusual, Uh, not a standard operating procedure for uh, serving, but you know me, I'm a fan of the food and the uh, drinks. Um, Whiskey didn't go bad with it. I did try a little whiskey with the um, canola dip just just to see what what would happen. Um, I don't know, you know, maybe other alcohol tastings with these kind of snacks are things to learn more about, but life is about learning, so we can only learn more and more. Oh, other great feedback. Iced Oolong tea? Ooh, ooh, baby. Huge hit, huge hit. Uh, Earl Grey is my favorite, so I'll just drink that anyway, I made that. Um, I think mint is a bit disparaging, so some people might like it, some might not. But, right, for um, summer parties and stuff, definitely an option. So that's my notes on my cold brewed tea, uh, which probably will be added to my staples of offerings uh, Oolong, for sure. I've served it at two of my parties. Uh, this party, it's uh, twinings I, I use. I think that's you know, obviously like the easiest one to get. I mean, if you have access to, uh, you know, loose tea from like, you know, like an Asian shop, right, where they're getting that straight from whomever the tea person. Then you know you're getting, that, yeah, that, that's that would work just as well. Um, unfortunately, or fortunately, right, this next statement. Uh, Amazon makes it very easy to get things. Uh, it's like the only option. Like, right, I can just click this and it shows up instead of having to like go out and get something. Um, so. Yeah, cold brewing tea is super simple. I'll, I'll kind of throw this down at the end of this chat. Uh, you get your thing of water, right? Your two quart, whatever. And I did 10 tea bags for that. Uh, so like one tea bag per eight ounces plus two, right? Cause eight, eight is 64. Um, I've read online, like some people go up to 12, right? Again, I, I guess the higher you put it, then you could dilute it more like after you serve it. Um, Right, so that's you know, let's say a 10 tea bags, that's about right compared to um, hot, yeah, right, it's like eight ounces a serving almost ish. And you're just kind of just adding another two for like just a little more consistency, or you could let it sit more. I let it sit for 24 hours, or it was approximately 24 hours, so that's um, you could also then add right like lemons or whatever citrus flavors you want, which I I guess I can look with my um, my mom was so inspired to then make iced. I don't know what tea she used, but she was like, "Hmm, what 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 are you doing over there? How can I do this?" And then I see her later playing around with um, putting tea bags into a snapple. So um, that's fun. It's um, it's easy, right? You just you can literally use whatever. Uh, I I bought some since I probably will want you know actual things the whole you know don't spill uh, for uh, future parties as well as if i you know do other events or you know visit uh, visit the people so anyway i think what's a good way to close these out i've been doing i don't know it's probably about 15 or so now the intro i've played with the music i think that's something to bring once in a while maybe once in a while I'll have a mochihari like quote Oh, maybe that's a good way I can end my my coffee wisdoms for you. All right, that's what I, that's what I'm do from now on. So, the host of this party um, told me something a long time ago—not that long, but a while ago—and it, it does—it has stuck with me. And I think it's definitely a good reminder of how life works, and it goes something like this. Just because you navigate the world in way X, don't assume other people navigate it the same as you. So, right. If you know, for you, it's really important to, you know, make sure you, I don't know, see people or like follow up on people or do whatever it is you do. Like I write letters for people. So for me, right, just because I like to write letters and do that for people it's, you know i can't assume that oh because someone didn't do that they you know they they don't like me or whatever it's um each person is a unique uh mix of being human just like each coffee is a unique mix of coffee and we just have to appreciate whatever that does look like so i think maybe that's all maybe try ending it for the next few so this week will be you'll get a bonus since i did the pre-recording for my event and then this and then yeah you can find me on instagram now uh, coffee coffee with clavi you know my name you know you know who i am you know where to find me um so that is there too any follows likes will be great not a fan of the social but i think to reach more people you know encourage positivity and just kind of share like what I'm trying to bring to people, I think that is more important than my exact opinions on social. Um, right? Because like, I could just check it be like, cool, I said, you know, When I visit a place, it's definitely much easier for me to share that um, place through picture than being like, Oh, yeah, these two places over here. So anywho, I will leave you with that. And until the next time,